the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning, and welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. A day after the Grammys, hopefully you're faring well. I made the mistake of doing a drinking game, and my word was God, so every time someone thanked God or said, thank God I got all my money and thank God the song hit number one and thank God for using my skills and thank... Wow, I had a rough night. Wrong word to choose, if you know what I'm saying. Holy mackerel, it's seven minutes after the hour. We're talking money, we're talking investing, and we're talking much, much more. One of the things that I saw yesterday was Greece approved an austerity deal. There's a lot of people thinking maybe they'll, they won't do it. Maybe they'll say no. Like, you can't tell us what to do. We'll just fail on our debt. Had they failed on their debt, they would have been ostracized from the European Union. Had they failed on their debt, they would have been basically, for all considered thoughts, unable to import anything. In large part, who would have lent them money? If you're... If you're uh, Person doesn't pay her. If you're a Welcher, nothing against Welches, but if you're one of those people who Welches on their bets, people aren't going to bet with you anymore. And if you're someone who Welches on your debt, people aren't going to lend you money anymore. So they came that kind of close. Ultimately, they didn't fail. So stocks are rising this morning. Out of the gate, we're seeing Dow up 55, NASDAQ up 23, S&P 500 up 7. The Walking Dead returned last night on AMC. Awful, boring. I think they made a huge mistake firing their showrunner because this season so far, just not living up to last season's tenseness. A couple things that we need to know. That Greek parliament did pass their austerity bill. Yay. So we got that going for us. Japan's economy contracted six-tenths of a percent in the fourth quarter. On a quarter-over-quarter quarter basis, it fell 2.3% on an annualized basis. So some weak international demand hit the exports out of Japan. And the floods in Thailand and the strong yen all, all tied towards the slowdown. 
Now you're saying, why do we care about Japan? Because ultimately that's going to be Asia. And it's telling us something already. President Obama is going to present a budget plan to Congress for 2013. The budget calls for higher taxes for millionaires and deficit cuts. He's also expected to propose $8 billion plan for job training at community colleges. Apple today crosses the $500 mark for the first time. Months after it passed the $400 level. Just it's a fast-moving stock. Getting faster. That should make you worried. It shouldn't make you happy. It should make you worried. Six months after passing $400 a share, it's at $500 a share. I told you to go to $500. And I know I was one of the only people who said that. Chinese Premier Win Jabu. He said his country needs to start fine-tuning its economic policies this quarter. This is feeling a little speculation that the government's going to ease policy to improve growth. Beijing has told its banks to roll over loans to local governments, postponing its debt problem. Elsewhere, Goldman Sachs sold 9.5 million shares of South Korea's HANA Financial. It's raising up to $333 million. Again, if you know one thing about me, Rob Black loves South Korea. GE, not G-Wiz. They're in the news today. They plan to hire 5,000 U.S. military veterans over the next five years. This comes ahead of a four-day meeting in Washington aimed at improving the U.S. economy. Olympus reported a net loss of about $9.7 million for the third quarter. They're predicting a four-year net loss of about 32 billion yen. I can't say that I care either way. They had a big accounting scandal last year, and anytime companies has accounting scandals, I stay away. There's a country singer named Radney Foster who sang the song, Nobody Wins, We Both Lose. Now you're saying that's enough out of you. It is. I promise I won't ever do that again. But I don't like holding companies where there's kind of like this, this fight. There's kind of like this uh, civil war going on. It ain't my thing. So things ended last week on a very anxious note. There was doubts about Greeks, the Greeks' ability to pass tough austerity measures. So today there's a bit of a sigh of relief. EU finance bidders still need to give their approval to Greece's reform plan. Private creditors still need to follow through with a debt swap agreement. Greek party leaders, they still need to convince Troika officials that they're going to adhere to the bailout terms after elections are held in April. Riots around the country signaled that the vote wasn't an easy task. So Greece on fire. A lot of distraction this week as the week continues. We won't have to pay attention to Greece all week long, I promise you. We're going to get the January retail sales report, which will be followed later in the week with some initial jobless claims, housing starts, the PPI, the producer price index, the CPI, the consumer price index, leading indicators. We get some regional manufacturing surveys as well. So we get tons, tons to talk about today and this week. 51 out of the S&P 500 companies are slated to report their earnings results. 
fourth quarter earnings are on track to increase about 8.9% year over year, which is up from the 8.4% rate at the start of last week. So Greece is getting all the headlines today, and that's okay. Continued earnings growth remains an unheralded, important fundamental source of support for the stock market, and that's what I'm looking at. I think that's what most of us are looking at, to be quite honest with you. Let's take a look again out of the gate. We have an up market. Dow's up 55. NASDAQ up 23. The S&P 500 up 7. Stocks are rising today again after Greece approves their austerity deal. We feel pretty good about that. Again, not to the point like we're going to do anything stupid. Some stocks in the headlines. Apple's asking a federal court in California to prohibit the sale of Samsung's Galaxy Nexus smartphones. A lot of legal patent disputes going on, especially between these two companies. News Corp's in the news day. Arrest of several senior staff members at the Sun newspaper in an ongoing corruption probe over the weekend. Watson Pharmaceuticals. They filed a new drug application with the FDA to launch a generic version of Bayaz, which is an oral contraceptive made by Bayer Health. Motorola and Google, their stocks watched today. European Union regulators reportedly set to approve Google's $12.5 billion takeover with no additional conditions attached. Justice Department's also expected to give its okay for the transaction this week. So we'll see those two companies merge and be married. Good idea, bad idea. Don't forget you can find me at multiple places online at robblack.com, robblack.com. Find me at Twitter, robblackshow, Twitter, robblackshow. Find me at a new, brand new, spanking new YouTube group, Rob Black and Your Money. Rob Black and Your Money. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about scams. Because there are plenty of them out there. We could talk about how Europe is welcoming a Greek austerity vote. It was really close, but it looks to be done for a while. Again, kicking the can down the road. We could talk basic investment tips. We could talk stock market. 
Let's take a look at the market numbers, for instance. I do this typically two, three times an hour. Try to tell you what's the story driving the market. Today, it's Apple hitting 500, and it's stocks rising after Greece approves the austerity deal. Dow's down 35. It's getting a little bit weaker as the morning goes on. NASDAQ up 15, and the S&P 500 up 5. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk all things financial. One of the things I want to talk about is a vacation home. I think it's an ideal that I personally want to have, a vacation home in Tahoe. But before I get there, I I, I forget, I'm going to have to put a TV in it. Am I going to put renters in it? Will the renters take good care of it so that when I go, it's still in good shape? What do you think about some uh, vacation home ideas? I think now's a good time to look at doing it. Okay. I mean, you've got a big drop in real estate prices, so the people that are typically doing it are those that are a little bit wealthier, probably on track for retirement, you hope. Um, you really got to determine how much you're going to use it. So I find a lot of people go buy a vacation home, and they haven't been really vacationing that much. Right. So they buy it, and they're not using it that much. Um, and we can kind of fall in love when we go to Costa Rica, and we go, oh, this is beautiful. And, yeah. you know, the people at the cabbies are pushing vacation homes there, and you're in love, and you're romantic, and you make a bad decision because Costa Rica sucks. Um, <laughs> and it takes you a couple minutes outside that country to realize it sucks. But when you're there, you're in the moment. Yeah, and you get you know, buying in the moment's always bad. That's when people, most people buy timeshares, right? Yep. It's in the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. You get free tequila. <laughs> That's kind of where I was going at with that. And sitting through those timeshares, I hear people go, yeah, I do two or three of those free vacations a year, and you have to sit through timeshares and that timeshare pitch and, you know, just don't bring your checkbook. I'd rather die than sit through a pitch like that. Yeah, you know, and then people that look at buying vacation homes in Tahoe and stuff like that, a lot of them are Bay Area people, and they've got large mortgages already. Right. And if you buy a second home, there's a limit, you know, right around $1.1 million of how much mortgage debt you can have to be able to write it off. Um, now, you could get a second home and use it as a rental property and write it off as a Schedule C, or on your Schedule E, rather. Um, and, you know, if it creates a loss, potentially write that off. But most people in the Bay Area that can afford a uh, vacation home are making over $150,000 a year, right? Right. Which, at that point, you start losing the ability to take losses right. uh, from your Schedule E. It gets suspended until you sell a property. So a lot of people get into the idea of a second home thinking, I'm going to rent it out, I'm going to create some income, and I'll have a tax deduction. Sure. And it might not be. So before you do it, make sure it fits in your overall financial plan because it's, it's it might not be the best use of money. But also run it through... Um, projections right go say pretend that you are going to have the parental property for a full year look at the last year's tax return and tell your cpa to run it as if you had the property and you can see what the overall effect is on your tax brackets i'm sure cpas love doing made-up scenarios hey if you have a cpa that doesn't love doing that then get a new one okay i mean it's 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 something that's really important to to have because most cpas end up with too many clients and and they're too busy to run the what-if scenarios but it's so important especially if Real estate issues, stock options, estate planning issues to have a CPA that's more than willing to meet with you and charge you, you know, a couple hundred bucks an hour to do those those mock uh, returns. Another scenario that we should talk about when buying a vacation home that you may rent, you may not, you know, may retire in is a lot of times things change. Like, for instance, I'd love a Tahoe vacation home to retire into, but I'm imagining that I'll be able to shovel snow in 20, 30 years and I may not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, be careful what you, your lifestyle may change. Uh, you may no longer like living in the desert or vacation in the desert. Uh, when you're old, you're, you know, 
you can cook in that kind of stuff and, and be left to die and vultures will circle around you and eat your eyeballs out. So <laughs> you may not really like that home 10, 20 years from now. That's yep. what I'm getting at. Yeah. So d- definitely until you've traveled many places, don't buy, don't buy that vacation home. Um, home but from home. you know, I know a lot of people that still ski in their seventies and eighties that are really, really you happy. Do not. I do. You do not. I have several clients being in from, you know, having clients across California all the way up to the Northwest um, some clients, you know, spend the spring and summer in the Northwest and then they'll go to Colorado for six months a year. Yeah. So. Different conversation for a different day. You're listening to me, Rob Black, and that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find certified financial planner Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So we're back in and thinking about some of the other topics out there today. Obama's $3 trillion budget. It was one of the big headlines this weekend. President Barack Obama's budget outlining his ideas for how the government may spend more than three trillion, three trillion, four trillion, three trillion, three trillion dollars in the next fiscal year. Why make trillions when we could make billion? There's three federal sources stallion the spending. Each following its own rules produce a different total for the fifteen cabinet level agencies in Social Security. The White House Office of Management and Budget put expenses about $3.18 trillion in 2010, last year for which data is complete. The nation's budget has more than doubled in the past decade, pushing the annual deficit to more than $1 trillion, and the national debt to $15.2 trillion. Look, that's one of the reasons you're an investor. I know you said, what are you talking about? One of the reasons you're an investor is governments continue to spend money. For better or for worse, they continue to spend money. And that drives economies. $15.2 trillion national deficit. Spending dominates the political agenda this year. At least three presidential candidates are advocating the elimination of the entire cabinet agencies while billionaires and street protesters debate raising taxes on the wealthy. Yet government institutions that track expenses differ in their estimates of by billions and billions of dollars. So that's getting a big story this year. How much does our economy drive from government spending? Is government spending worth it? Can we eliminate various houses, uh, various parts of Congress? Do we need a, a labor department? Do we need a, like, that's a good question, right? Can we cut down government? It's not going to be an issue this year, I don't think. It'll be a much bigger issue next year and the year after. It's just we're not ready for that kind of concept. But my kids will be. My kids' kids will be. Do we need all these divisions of government? Let's take a little bit of a break here. Come back, regroup, refocus. I'm not going to talk Whitney Houston. I promise you. This is Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220, KDOW. Listening to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black Money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Wouldn't will Apple start paying a dividend? That's one of the big questions out there. Will Groupon be profitable next quarter? Will the Facebook IPO be something that I want or something I regret getting? These are all questions that go through people's minds on a regular basis. As far as the Facebook IPO, let's talk a little bit about this. Do you want it? Do you not? It's got your imagination. I know that. Facebook IPO stands to be the biggest in history. The company's looking to raise over $5 billion from the deal. It'll probably be $10 billion by the time all is said and done for demand. Overnight, the company will become at least the 25th most valuable company in the S&P 500. Facebook is exactly the kind of IPO that gets individual investors revved up since Facebook is a service a lot of people use. They want a piece of that action. Facebook gets, you know, as many eyeballs as the Super Bowl does, but they do it on a daily basis. A lot of investors aren't going to be able to buy in at the same price that the privileged investors did. So you're going to have to wait for what's called aftermarket. The deal is going to be sold ultimately first and foremost to large investors such as mutual funds and then pension funds. These investors then will be free to sell at the open. So I've already bought it. Long before you can touch one share of it, others will have already bought it. Keep in mind... Markets being made to buy and sell. It matches boys and girls, buyers and sellers. TD Ameritrade said they're, they're going to offer Facebook shares to some customers at the IPO price. Currently, TD Ameritrade cannot comment on how many shares are going to be available to them. Charles Schwab says they're going to offer, hopefully, shares of Facebook, but they won't know for another three to four weeks. Be incredibly cautious on how you approach this. Keep in mind, most people have already made money on it, except for you. So there was a story out there today that GE is going to hire 5,000 veterans over the next five years. Part of a four-day event that Global Conglomerate, GE, is hosting with partners in Washington, D.C. GE says it's hiring our heroes. Aviation Union's going to add more than 400 manufacturing jobs and open three plants next year. That kind of story, not enough for me. I know you're saying, what do you mean? Well, there's no investment data in there. I wish there were, but there's nothing that I can pull and extract from that for you to help you in any way, shape, or form. Taking a look at some of the top stories of the day, France lifts its ban on short selling. Remember a couple months ago, France was getting into some trouble? That their banks kind of, there was a run on their banks. So they said, you know what? You can no longer short our stocks. They didn't want their own stocks to be damaged 
So basically took it away, the ability to damage their stocks with, you know, a run on the shorts. Other big stories out there today, Diebold, maker of automated teller machines, stronger than expected fourth quarter results. Bed Bath & Beyond and Limited, they're both rising today. Ultimately, retailers in America feel better today. Investors are rewarding them because what's happened with Greece passing austerity measures, which doesn't make much sense, but it's true. If we don't have to hear the negative stories on, in the news, maybe we're like, hey, this weekend, let's go to Best Buy. Hey, this weekend, honey, let's go to Victoria's Secret and get you something sexy. Limited brands, Bed Bath & Beyond, all weekend retail destinations. All how-do-you-feel-good, let's-go-spend-money destinations. AMD's in the news today. They're up 3%. Bernstein research analyst Stacy Razgan upgraded the stock to outperform from market perform. NVIDIA also trading higher. FBR, Freeman Billing Ramsey's Capitals, Craig Berger raised his rating on the company to outperform. Momentum in the mo- mobile computing market. B of A is helping lead financials higher today. So we're having a pretty good day. When you see banks lead, it's usually a pretty good sign. Now again, not on a day-by-day basis. You want to see it over some sort of consistent time frame. Chesapeake Energy, a big natural gas play. They plan to make $10 billion to $12 billion of transactions to fund its capital expenditures for 2012. They're going to raise a little bit of cash. They're going to seek a joint venture transactions, a couple of their, their business models. Apple's in the news today. They're talking to the Fair Label Association. They're conducting a, a voluntary audit of some of their assembly suppliers, including plants run by Foxconn in China. A lot of people don't like the labor practices that go on in Asia. I myself think that if you give a five-year-old child a job and you pay him quarters a day, let him go try to get a job elsewhere, see what he makes. You can't deprive him his right to work, a right to earn salary for his family. So Apple's in the news saying that they're going to open up their suppliers. Big criticism of the environment, big criticism of management practices towards Apple's. You know, uh, you can't make iPads and iPods in the United States for the same price. Which if Apple doesn't make the profit, they're going to, you know, not make it. Or they're going to make it elsewhere or they're going to pass the profit, the price on to you. I don't know how many Americans would be willing to pay a premium for anything that we consume. We may say we are, but the reality is when push comes to shove, our checkbook does vote. Let's take a look at the market numbers where we are today. Again, Apple's crossed $500 for the first time. Dow's up 35, NASDAQ up 12, S&P 500 up 4, gold is flat. Oil's under $100 a barrel. That seems to be a little bit of an area where it's drawn a line in the sand. Facebook IPO is nearing. We know that. One of the things that I talked about a little bit earlier was some of the scams that you need to be aware of. One of the biggest ones is distressed real estate. You need to be aware that investment pools targeting distressed property are increasingly popular with con artists. You need to do your homework months in advance. 
You need to do your homework before investing in properties that are bank-owned, in foreclosure, pending short sales, or otherwise in distress, and never, ever work in real estate with a partner. I don't care if they're your best friend or if they're a radio show or a television show or an infomercial. You don't need partners in real estate. You don't want partners in real estate. Energy investments are an area you need to watch out for. A lot of swindlers will tout the mystique of untapped oil and gas reserves that are plentiful bounty, that they're just kicking out the fruit. Even real oil and gas wells have a lot of risk tied towards them. You can lose your total investment to legitimate or illegitimate uh, investors. Big scams right now on promissory notes, unregistered or fraudulent promissory notes give a false sense of security with promises of guarantees to deliver fixed interest rates, safety of principle. I get emails like this every couple of weeks. People saying, I want to lend money to my friend and charge 16% promissory note. I'm afraid to walk on you. You need to be watching very carefully for gold and precious metal scams. A lot of people like the theme. They like the promotion idea, seeking capital for extraction. You know, uh, you may hear like, oh, we've got this gold mine in southeast China that all we need to do is spend $2 million to buy the tools. And we'll be able to extract all the gold in the world. Well, we have special gold coins or special nuggets. Watch out for credentials. This is one of the funnier ones I see on Wall Street on a regular basis. First and foremost, I had a friend who in college delivered pizzas. And a couple months later, out of college, he was a senior vice president at Citigroup. And I laughed at that. I was like, "What? tell me more, please. Senior vice president? Uh, did he get elected to that position? No, no, no. Any vice president is basically a BS title. Just know that, okay? Watch out for credentials. The only credentials that I find that are worth anything, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst, CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Everything else is a joke, That's where you can get into a lot of trouble is when you start hearing like senior senior citizen expert. You're like, what's that mean? That's a made-up title. You can find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me online at robblack.com. We'll take a break here on AM 1220, KDOW.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in to Rob Black and Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. We have an update on the market, although it's starting to slip towards mediocrity. Dow's up 22. It was up 40 plus at the start of the day. NASDAQ up 10. S&P 500 up 3. Stocks rose this morning after Greece approved their austerity deal. Stocks are reflecting economic recovery. Stocks are reflecting good things months down the road. I think the bigger story this weekend, not so much that Greece has approved an austerity deal, is that Obama's budget for next year is pretty high end. It's asking for a lot of money, a lot of government spending. At a time where... In theory, the war in Iraq is over, the war in Afghanistan over. I know you're saying nothing is over until we say it is. But we're still spending trillions of dollars, even though we shouldn't be. We know we shouldn't be. We know we've been chastised by the credit agencies. They don't want us to spend that money. So Obama's budget is reviving the Bush tax cut battle which he kept in place for three of the four years, for all four years of his tenant, you know, tenancy in, in the presidency. So the Bush tax cuts or the Bush-Obama tax cuts? New York Fashion Week is continuing this week. Can't say that I get caught up in that, but some of you do. Jeremy Lin, this is kind of interesting. I've been spending some time in New York. I can tell you the Knicks and New York fans, they want so badly to believe the Knicks can win 50 games, that the Knicks can make it past the first round of the playoffs. They really can't. But Jeremy Lin's this huge story. He was a Golden State Warrior, right? Drafted Golden State Warrior, and they gave up on him. He went down to a team in Texas and went on to New York this year. He's basically was slated to be out of the league probably by the end of this year. And as a bench warmer, he catches fire. Now, Nick, prices for tickets are up 27%. More interestingly is that Lynn has also pushed up the price of the Raptor tickets, San Antonio Spur tickets. Anywhere he's playing, what they're finding is people want to see him for themselves. Now, the Raptors have tickets on sale for when Lynn's in town when he's not. It's a pretty immense difference. So there's plenty of balcony-level tickets available. You've got to shell out at least $35, $45 bucks to see a game these days. A lot of demand for Jeremy Lynn. He's product. I continue to want you to know that. He's product. As soon as you start seeing everything as product, you start to understand why you would invest in something. 
Short term, he's very hot. How will he play out over time? Really tough to say. So right now we got an up market. We got the Dow up 22, NASDAQ up 11, SP 500 up 5. Greece's parliament approving in their austerity plan. Major averages for both Asia and Europe were up this week. A lot of economic data later this week for the United States. Nothing really today. The Dow's starting to look a little bit tired. Companies like McDonald's and IBM, which are hitting all-time highs, look a little bit tired. Does that make sense? It should. They've had such a big run for such a long time. Other stories out there that we're paying attention to. In the world of construction, multifamily units are leading. This is allowing housing to contribute to the growth for the first time in seven years in our economy. Multifamily units, apartment buildings. Work's going to begin on about 260,000 apartment buildings and townhouse developments in 2012, up 45% from last year. Home ownership rates, which have declined to the lowest level since 1998, should keep dropping as foreclosure crisis turns more Americans into renters. Good time to be a landlord right now. Good time to be an owner of a real estate investment trust. Not a private REIT, a publicly traded REIT. Japan's economy shrank. This is in the news today. Annualized rate of 2.3%. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke. Last week he started talking about housing as a weakness and how it's an impediment to a faster recovery. So we are paying a lot of attention to strengthening demand. We pay a lot of attention to foreclosure numbers. You you don't have to live and die this stuff. The Greek austerity plan was passed. 67 people have been arrested so far in Greece. More to come. There's real no one big story hitting today that you have to know. Grammy winners last night, basically it all belonged to Adele. She was very gracious. I think someone likes, everyone has to like that. Let's take a little bit of a break here. You can find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Twitter, Rob Black Show. We can talk about never sending in extra mortgage payments. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you next hour. Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money 
your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Hmm. So much to talk about. First and foremost, uh, big day on Wall Street. We always look at the numbers, top of the hour. Trying to, trying to show you what's working, what's not working on a day-by-day basis. Let's take a look at the, the Dow's up 36, the NASDAQ up 14, the S&P 500 up 5. It's an okay day. It's, it, now, I know you're saying, Rob, it's an up day. Why are you so, eh? We were up higher, and, you know, stocks are rising because the Greek austerity vote went through. They didn't like that. 20% cut in. Things like uh, pensions. Big cuts in minimum wage. They're trying to write their business model to match the world's business model. Obama's budget tax plans came out over the weekend. Not a lot there that I really think is, you know, yay, get excited about. Apple's above $500 a share. It's actually at $499 right now, which is funny. Cisco's higher. Amgen's higher. Netflix lower. McDonald's higher, Intel lower, Qualcomm lower. So we got some winners, we got some losers, especially the, you know the names that we talk about on a regular basis. One of the big stories out there today is Jeremy Lin. He's an ex Goldman State warrior. They gave up on him. He's uh, lighting it on fire for the New York Knicks. What's interesting about this is. Shares of Madison Square Garden, which is a publicly traded company, hitting an all-time record high today. Anytime that there's a strike in sports, there's always investment ideas. And this was the investment idea tied towards basketball. Jeremy Lin has helped drive up shares of MSG. NBA's best-selling jersey just over a week after he was a substitute. Not too bad of a move, huh? His number 17 jersey and T-shirts celebrating Lynn's sanity. Running amok, the jersey NBA's top online seller since February 4. He's a 23-year-old second-year player. He introduced himself to the Garden fans with a 25.7 assist performance on February 4th over the Nets, playing extended minutes for the first time ever. And now Madison Square Garden is selling... More jerseys, more commercials, more sponsors. You know, Carmelo Anthony was supposed to be the savior. He missed the whole win streak with a groin injury. Amari Stoudemire, he's not playing right now, so following the death of his brother in a car accident. How are they doing this? There's 
big shirt appeal. Jeremy Lin is a... Is it right to say Asian American? His parents both uh, born overseas. He was born here. He got people fascinated. Asian Americans have someone that looks like them playing in the NBA. That sells a lot of jerseys. So stocks are rising down that Greek austerity vote. There's just not enough story there. Foreclosure deal last week, probably going to push real estate prices down in the short term as it pushes foreclosures up in the short term, creating more supply as well as lower prices, what banks are willing to settle for. Other stories of note out there today. This is kind of a, a good one. Regeneron shares, pharmaceuticals, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. They're much higher today. They uh, raised their forecast for sales of a drug, eye drug called Ilea. Ilea. When I'm all said and done with financial planning and financial radio and helping you to get to retirement, when I'm going to call it quits, I'm moving to Mexico and open up an optometrist store called IIII. But Regeneron is up 12% today on news of ILEA, which treats a blindness-causing eye disorder. It could generate $250 million to $300 million in U.S. sales. Their previous outlook was for about $160 million. The launch of this drug is going very well and above expectations. Regeneron competes with Roche's Lucentis, which was you know, their fourth-best-money-making fourth drug for Roche. Made about $1.7 billion last year. So the forecast for Generon, very conservative when you look at their competition. Hmm. Tiger Woods lost this weekend. Can't say that that was compelling. It's nice to see Mickelson win because he's just that... That chubby left lefty who's got arthritis. It just wasn't that compelling of a game, was it? Or that compelling of a Sunday. Out of Vanguard, they say it feels too early for households to start piling on debt again. Could be worrisome. If you look at some of the recent reports, we're taking on a lot of debt as a nation especially for cost for college. And we're piling back into credit. Uh, as if we never had a problem with it in the first place. The energy index is up three-tenths of a percent, trailing the S&P 500 today. You kind of want to see energy and financials lead uh, for obvious reasons. And if it's not obvious, call me up and I'll tell you why it's obvious. Amazon.com hires pushing higher today. They had a, a rough January start to February. Priceline.com is aggressively extending its gap higher. It's taking out some of their recent highs. Priceline.com is one of those stocks that you just don't follow, you just don't follow, you just don't follow, and then you look at it you're like, whoa, that, that puppy's had a big move. Real Network's still in the news. They've been upgraded to buy. 
some sort of modicum of good news could push the stock higher, so says an analyst. That's not, to me, that's not enough. Financial stocks have rallied, and that's, that's the one that I pay the most attention to, financial stocks. They've rallied significantly since November. A perceived reduction in risk is helping the overall tone of the sector. The crash of 2008 was credit-based. The bubble and subsequent crash in housing was a root cause of economic problems for financials. It created the Great Recession, which also kind of like double whammy. So they had credit, and then they had housing, and then they had just a weak recession. It's really hurt the financials pretty aggressively. Across the board, the credit markets, which is the lifeblood of modern economics, it became very dysfunctional, credit did. You know, that's not a problem that can be solved in the short term. It takes time for credit markets to heal. It takes time for lending to resume. It takes years. Credit's lifeblood of a modern economy. And, you know, the breakdown and implosion of credit markets was the major factor behind the severity of the economic downturn. We'll talk a little bit more about banks down the road. The end of the Great Recession, more lending. The banks should be the right place to be. You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Talk all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. We got the Dow up 47, the NASDAQ's up 17, the SP 500's up 6. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk an odd topic here. Uh, there's different types of investors. We know that. But let's go with a different total type, people who are single. Most of us don't start saving money till we're married, and we say, I've got to take care of my wife. Most of us don't start saving money till we have kids. We want to leave a bit of a legacy with our savings. But when you're single, you're more of a spender. You're going to concerts. You're going out. You're whining and dining. You're wooing. What's your thoughts on investing and in, in, in saving as a single person? Hmm. Well, my, my, my thoughts, <laughs> if you're going to invest and in, in save while you're single, is is you find somebody that you might want to marry, start early on on talking about prenuptial agreements. Okay. Um, I met a guy that uh, was involved in a one of the founding members of a startup. Okay. And it was well on its way, got married, didn't do anything on the prenuptial agreement, lost half of what the eventual result was, and... And the marriage only lasted for a couple of years, and it was kind of one of those deals where you couldn't believe what the person did, the, you know, the spouse did in this case, and still lost a lot of what he worked, you know, 15 to 20 hours a day on for five to six years of this startup. So prenuptial agreements very, very important. Especially How about a since, postnup? 
Postnuptials, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where if you popular. don't have anything when you get married, the postnuptial is a little bit more involved in, you know, what am I going to pay after I pass? But, boy, that's a tough thing to approach, though, when you're, you know, first getting married, you don't have kids yet. Whether think, or not yeah. it's going to hold up in court, whether or not both sides really had an attorney, yeah. it's tough. I personally don't think it's that tough. I th- I just think you need to dehumanize it. Like, for instance, I got that frying pan from my mother. Um, I want that in a prenup. And that's a good starting conversation right there. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, a prenup, maybe things don't end as well as we want them to. Or, you know, it, it, it's it's there for a worst-case scenario. It's not there for a best-case scenario. Um, now, with that said, being single, you know, you have a lot more costs. Uh, but everyone should max out their 401k when you're single or when you're married. There's some things you don't need life insurance when you're single. You know, if you die, no one cares. Right. So don't have life insurance. Um, you know, life insurance is there to replace your income for your loved one that you just left. Um, you know, at one point in time, if I died, my cat would have got my money. That's funny. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of sense of humor that I want to have out there. It's funny. Um, some other areas, you know, when you're single is, is do be careful because dating is expensive and, you know, trying to find the right partner is important. When you do find that person, um, talk to them about money. A lot of couples don't ever talk about money. And then when it does happen, it, it's a stressful environment and it doesn't need to be. When do credit checks. I mean, how many times have we run into people? I have a real close friend that a marriage ended because she found out about $60,000 worth of debt that was in place prior to marriage that was yeah. totally hidden. Totally hidden until the person was basically had a breakdown and it all kind of came crashing down. And you marry into that scenario and uh, it could be a problem and again, it's well, something yeah, you fight over. It's because the house was purchased together at the height yeah. and then now her credit is completely screwed as well. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough you know situation. I, you know what I like about credit checks is it could kind of tell you if your spouse is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, if, if the person you're getting ready to marry, you find out she's had like 19 late delinquent charges and... You're like, whoa, you partied pretty hard because you didn't have that many lates. You, you have to almost try. Yeah. Well, I've told you the story before about a couple that I could never get the financial plan done because they wouldn't give me the, the, couldn't get the expenses from them. Yeah. And it never finally made, it finally just didn't made sense. So I was sitting with the, the, one of the clients, the other, the spouse was at work. Sure. And I said, have you ever done a credit check? And we went to annualcreditreport.com, which is the one free. And I had to sit there with one of the spouses and uncover $100,000 worth of credit card debt that was being hidden. And it was like telling you that your spouse has cheated on you for the last 10 years. It's a shock. I mean, I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah. And, um, you know, see a guy in tears because he finds out about that much debt and his retirement is then put off for about an extra two or three years because of... As a, CF, as a CFP, did you have to hold them and nurture them and cuddle them? Uh, we, were, we were looking up. I said, you, you know, you can't go home and talk to your spouse about this. You need counseling. There's obviously a, a okay. shopping problem here. Don't go home and explode about it. Go speak to a counselor. Approach it almost like an intervention with other family members because it, it was an intervention, and it actually yeah. turned out successful. Um, luckily, they had a ton of equity in their home. And they were able to pay it off and still retire okay. But it was relatively small compared to the overall portfolio, but it was still there and it was still hidden. And So this segment's oh, turned into, instead of investing for singles, it's turned into credit check spouses. Because they're, probably, li- they're sure. probably lying to you, <laughs> is what we've learned. My dad died with, uh, with uh, $60,000 of credit card debt. $60,000 of credit card debt that no one knew about because my dad was kind of a short guy. He was 5'8", and uh, he'd go to like Home Depot and... There's a store on the East Coast called Heckenders, which was Home Depot before Home Depot. And he'd buy power tools because, you know, 
that gave him kind of like the manly thrill that he couldn't get from being six foot tall. Um, <laughs> with that said, I inherited a bitchin' set of tools, but my mom inherited a lot of credit card debt that she didn't know was there. So that's a, a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, we're in, that that generation too is very private about money. You yeah. know, we're in a generation where fifty percent of marriages fail. People live till they're a hundred years old, so most of the time, unfortunately, people aren't with the same spouses. So. Um, be very careful because people that trade houses, spouses, and cars more often than others are the ones that don't retire well. Interesting to note. With that said, I don't want to live to 100 unless I'm like Highlander and I could live forever <laughs> with a Scottish friend. Um, Scottish ninjas. <laughs> odd concept, right? Yes, very odd. Whoever pitched that movie, they had some cojones. With that said, that certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So we got the Dow up 51, the Nasdaq's up 17, the S&P 500 up 6. We're having a positive day. Ultimately, stocks are rising on the Greece approving their austerity deal. There was some rioting in Greece overnight. So there is some, some dilemma and some shock going on there. Um, there's not a lot of headline news out there today. I kind of wish that there was more, but there's not. Um, Obama's discussing the budget right now. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Obama setting his $3.8 trillion budget for fiscal 2013 to Congress. This will be uh, high drama because, again, Standard Poor's and Moody's wants to see us cut our spending, raise our taxes, balance our budget, and we're, we're just not doing it. President Barack Obama sending that $3.8 trillion budget request for fiscal 2013. It's expected to be a cornerstone of his re-election campaign. Budget calls for $1.5 trillion in tax increases over the next decade. He's proposed eliminating the George W. Bush era tax cuts for those making over $250,000 a year. The budget details were released over the weekend. Right now we have a recovery that's taking root. And the austerity measures are a big question. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. I send out three tweets a day, Monday through Friday. You can find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can find me at YouTube with Money Video of the Day under Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show, AM 1220, KDOW. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.